Senior Pastor Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., Bible preacher, teacher, spiritual leader, and man of God. Listen to the angels rejoicing air so sweetly, receiving heaven's glory the night that Christ was born.
such a sacrifice, such a precious gift.
Father, our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We bow prostrate before your presence, confessing that we are wrong and you are right, confessing that we are weak, but thou art strong. Sanctify, set us apart, order our steps, bless every family on the sound of my voice, and oh God, bring healing to our hurts in the matchless name of Jesus. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. Let me, praise the Lord, let me first echo my sentiments for such an excellent Lord's Day. Let's give our youth a hand clap. Praise Jesus. And uh, they could be home in bed on their $1,000 iPhone or watching demand. Yeah, let me just get it all out. Or just came in from last night. But they're here in church magnifying and glorifying the name of Jesus. And Jesus always pays back what we invest in him. Can I get a witness? I want to thank the Lord again for our youth pastor, Mr. Cleefoot. Dan Spencer, assistant, Tony Tyler, Valencia, Tanya in her absence, and all the others that help out. And uh, to this choir, well, you sound good. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Who should I give the credit to, Brian Pugh or Vicky? Vicky. Praise of, no, ain't no end, uh, ain't no end. Uh, tell me who to recognize. Praise the Lord. Lord is mighty, mighty good. God wants to use your gift in the body. Can I get a witness? Every believer, when saved, is gifted with at least one spiritual gift. And if you're not losing, using your gift, you're going to lose it. Can I get a witness? And uh, so we thank God for it. I was uh, teasing him this morning that, uh, oh man, you know, everybody echoes their gifts. I got the gift of teaching. I got the gift of exaltation. I have the gift of wisdom. I have the gift of this and that. But nobody claims the gift of celibacy. Paul said, I wish you were as I am, not needing sex. I have the gift of celibacy. So this morning I asked Brian Pugh, do you have the gift of celibacy? 
and I don't know what he said, but praise the name of Jesus. We <laughs> thank the Lord. You know, I just love laughing. I love having fun. Praise the Lord. How many of you got the gift of celibacy? See? Uh, now, typically, missionaries that go on a foreign field have to have the gift of celibacy. So you're not chasing monkeys and things up a tree. In the name of Jesus, we thank God. Leave that one alone. I'm back. Praise his name. I'm going to, between now and Christmas, Lord spare life, I'll be preaching on the birth of Christ, but until we get to the new year, I'm dealing with the subject of stillness. How to be still. There's an art of being still. Stillness in the storm. Storms are coming. And uh, this morning, a test of our, in our turmoil. Mm. Conditional clauses like if, since, therefore can be interpreted as one of three definitions. Comparative, amen, uh, conformative, or confrontative, and the other is conclusive. The comparative is a measuring rod. The confrontational is a motivational device. And the conclusive is God's mandate. As we look at scripture in its immediate context, God wants every believer in Jesus Christ to learn and to lean and to live by a stillness that in spite of all the things that I'm faced with, I learn how to let go and let go. God, God wants us to trust, to live in truth and transparency, and to, by faith, not fractures, call things which be not as though it already was. That God allows us the sufficiency of his word in order to test us through suffering 
and giving us the sufficiency and allowing suffering, God wants us to be strengthened in our storms. One songwriter said, the storm is passing over. That's a, an acknowledgement of faith. My scripture this morning is in its context, Jeremiah chapter 12. I'd like you to turn there. Jeremiah chapter 12. Jeremiah, the hated, despised prophet who preached doom to his family and his people. Most people don't like doom preachers. They don't like preachers that preach on sin. They want somebody to make them feel comfortable in their mess. Can I get a witness? Jeremiah is a contemporary of uh, Ezekiel who also went into captivity by the river Chebar and Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were taken in the third deportation, 606 B.C., 597, 586 B.C. And all these people were in Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar. Historically, God had warned the ten tribes of north, Israel, about their, amen, sin and all of their false worship of high places. And so God sent Sennacherib, the leader of the Assyrians, and he took them away in Assyria in 722 B.C., and then we're working backwards, and God gave her sister, Judah, the two tribes in the south, a space to repent. Be careful. When you're watching somebody else who decides to throw God's word back in his face, God may give you a space to repent before he starts coming after you. Do I have a witness? So, so, so in, so in, so in uh, 606 B.C., Nebuchadnezzar, son of Nebuchadnezzar, was minding his business. God uh, put it on his heart to go into Jerusalem and to take the two tribes of Judah into Babylon. And he called Nebuchadnezzar my servant, which has to do with providential, the providential dealings of God. God providentially uses things that we don't think God should use to bring us to humility. And, 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 so, and so as the story emerges, uh, contextually, Jer Jeremiah is preaching, and Jeremiah is uh, using these peculiar conditional words, uh, the ifs, the sense, the therefore, 
and God is explaining what's going on. Now, let me stop, pause, and park because I am a history buff, and for the historicity of the text, you need to understand that uh, uh, God had already determined that Judah would go into captivity 70 years. 70 years, 70 years. When we get to seven from, we need to pay biblical attention to biblical mathematics. 70 years was because way back in Leviticus, God said, I want you to work the land six years and let it rest the seventh year. Don't work it. And in their greed, they worked the land for seven years and they worked the land for seven years for 490 years. So God says, since I'm just, you only sinned once every seventh year. So let me divide seven into 490, and it comes out to 70. Y'all ain't getting this. For breaking the sabbatical year. So here's Jeremiah trying to make some sense of these statements of comparison. God pulls down parables and he pulls down stories and he pulls down numbers in the Bible. When you go to Matthew 13, the sower and the seed, he says there were four seeds sown, only one took root. The mathematics is every time I preach, only 25% of the people get it. 75% walk out not getting it because Satan is constantly snatching the word from you. And you don't have the depth. You don't have the discernment. You don't have the desire to hear the word. You want to be entertained and not edified. Can I get a witness? You want to come in here, throw a dollar in the plate and say, dance for me. Do I have a witness? Fact, fact of the matter is, is that every time I preach the word in context, listen to this, I am the mouth of God. Y'all ain't getting that. Y'all can't even say amen to that. You can't, you can't say amen to that. As long as I'm preaching in context, I am the mouth of God. It's God talking to you. Through human instrument. Am, am I right, preachers? He, uh, Lord, have mercy. Oh. The story unfolds because. God says, now let me draw a line of comparison with the if conditional clause. So in verse 5 of chapter 12, are y'all with me? Look at, look at verse 1. It says, righteous art thou, O Lord. So we know God is righteous. When I plead with thee, are y'all with me? But when you get to verse 5, look at a conditional clause. If thou, comparison, has run with 
men. That is, God says, let me compare your strength to your struggle. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. It's me. Ah. Some, sometimes uh, I'm struggling with being still. Sometimes when the wind is blowing and the storms are rising, the billows smacking me in my face, it's tough for me to be still. He's comparing my strength to my struggle. And God will compare your strength to your struggle. He will show you you're not as strong as you think you are. If the right storm comes through, you will lose it. Do I have a witness? If, if the foundations get shook the right way, you'll forget all the scripture you keep quoting. Do I have a witness? See, you got to go through something in order to come out. Uh, do I have a witness? Some, some of us haven't been through anything. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, 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 that's why, that's why, yeah, I, 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 I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Now, now let me just stop right there for a minute. I've never seen his seed begging bread. Lord, have mercy. Lord, do you mean that? Oh, I mean it. Can the Lord furnish a table in the wilderness. Moses, is there anything too hard for the Lord? I was reading Psalm 78. It's a long psalm, and, and I, I was reading from my devotions last week, and God says, let me tell you something. Psalm 78 is the history of where I brought Israel from. And God said, I led them out through the Red Sea into the wilderness of sin, into the further wilderness, and they ran out of water, and I, I start cracking rocks, and water start flowing like rivers. Can I get a witness? I, I summon pancakes to fall down from heaven called manna. Do I have a witness? And some people who wanted some meat said, Lord, these pancakes are getting old, so God said, I ordered quail to fly low. So you can smack one out of the sky and go home and fry your chicken. Can I get a witness? God said, I've been faithful to you. Every time you have a need and start crying, I show up. Do I have a witness? Every time you get in trouble, I'm, I'm on the scene. Do I have a witness? Every time you cry out, I'm wiping tears from your eyes. Do I have a witness? And you would dare act like I haven't done anything for you. You sit up in church and you can't praise him. You can't wave your hand. You have no passion. But you'll gossip on the phone. You'll get on social media. You'll get on Facebook and you're talking about everybody's business. But you won't come in here and praise his holy and everlasting name. And that's why the songwriter said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is God. And his mercy endureth forever. Mm. Mm. 
if it had not, y'all excuse me, been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? And we know that all things are working together for the good of them who love the Lord and them who are called according to his purpose. God said, before you call, I will answer. Do I have a witness? Before you can put your mouth to a prayer, the prayer's already there. The prayer's already been answered. Can I get a witness? The shout is on its way. I've already done what you've asked me to do, and you didn't even ask me to do it yet. Because I am a God of knowledge. And I can see everything. I can see your history. I can see your hurts. I can see your past. I can see your pain. You need stillness in the time of the storm. You need to see that storm the way God sees it. I'm not a victim, it's a vehicle to give me the victory. I'm coming in here. If comparison of struggle and strength, are y'all with me? If you have run with footmen, it's a comparison. Mm. And they have wearied you. They've tired you out. In other words, you keep getting beat up by a kindergarten demon. How in the world are you going to face a demon from college? Hmm. All Satan got to do is keep putting the emphasis on what you're not, and you start to lose it. Can I get a witness? See, you, you every time... Lord have mercy. You, 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 you got to play back what Peter said. First Peter, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold trials. That the fire testing, the, tr the trial of your faith will work perseverance. James picks that up. What, what is Peter talking about? Peter says, well, when you get to those times where you forget who you are, you got to get in the mirror and quote them. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am a peculiar people. Can I get a witness? I'm born again, blood watch name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Do I have a witness? I've been translated out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so he says, if you run for footmen, Comparative, and they have tired you out, wearied you. What in the world are you going to do against horses? You're not as strong as you think. I know you think you got it all together. The only reason that we have not gone under is because of grace.
God is hedging us in. Go read the book of Job. Job had a hedge about him. Satan couldn't get to him. Do I have a witness? You came to church this morning, you got a hedge around you. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. You got a hedge around you. There's a hedge around your children. They don't even come to church. There's a hedge around your home. There's a hedge around your mind. There's a hedge around your will. God done hedge you in. Satan couldn't get in if he tried to. Can I get a witness? And all God wants us to do is give him the praise and be thankful unto him. What, what are you going to do when you got to contend with horses galloping? <sighs> Very comparative. Very comparative. My seven years in the military made me tough. Thank God for it. I mean, it made me tough. This is the stuff I heard. Suck it up, soldier. Suck it up. Nobody cares about your tears. Suck it up. Suck it up. I'm not going in the corner as a victim and cut my wrist. That ain't happening. Y'all leave. My wrist will be washed with soap. <laughs> Sister Gordon, leave. I might cry, but this one will be washed with soap. Kids pull out. I'll be fine. Because I got to keep looking to the hills. From whence cometh my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus. Blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus name do I have a witness he, he moves from the uh, this matter of our strength versus our suffering how long are you going to feel sorry for yourself how long are you going to be a victim Poor me. You're the only one saying that. Poor me. No. Your eyes have to go up to Mount Zion. You got to see Jesus in all of your turmoil. You've got to see him you got to know that he is able to pull you out. Do I have a witness? But, but, but don't stop there because we're going to get out your way. Look what he says. The second thing is, are y'all with me? He says, uh, uh, verse, 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 uh, 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 and if, still in verse 5, and if in the land of peace wherein you trusteth, they weary thee. What are you going to do when the Jordan overflows? You're walking through little creeks complaining. What you going to do when the rivers overflow? 
God, God, God is testing the authenticity of our strength and our struggles. Do I have a witness? God, God is using this uh, conditional clause to compare where you are to where you think you are. Do I have a witness? But, 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 but God moves on and, and, and he moves from the comparative, come on, you're going to learn something, to the confrontative. God confronts us to motivate us. He confronts us, Lord have mercy, to, motiv to motivate us. Well, Lord, what is the motivation? Well, I'm going to let you go through something so that you will learn that I'm faithful that I have not left you to yourself or do I have a witness that I will never leave you nor forsake you do I have a witness now 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 I'm, I'm, I'm saying the context because I want you to understand where we are and where we're going God is speaking to Jeremiah about the present time you're in captivity you're going through you're questioning the providence of God. You're looking through your pain and not your promises. There's no stillness in the storm. You feel sorry for yourself. So God comes along and says, now listen, next thing. All of this was prophesied. Listen to what pastor's saying. That is, Israel or the Jewish body wanted to know from God, how long, O oh Lord, how long? God said, you've, you've come under Gentile rule for the first time. The Assyrians in the north, the Babylonians. After the Babylonians leave and Nebuchadnezzar is dead, the Medes and the Persians. You're still under Gentile rule. After the Medes and the Persians leave, Alexander the Great, the Greeks will take over the world. Mm. You'll be under Gentile rule. Then that monster's going to show up, the Roman Empire. You'll still be under Gentile rule. Futuristically, you will not come out from under Gentile rule until Jesus Christ, the Messiah, sets up his thousand-year kingdom. Then you're back under Jewish rule. Y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. I was saying Wednesday night at CORE, and I learned this in Bible college years ago. The levels of government, political government, it started with a theocracy, theo-God, ocracy government. God is the government. Israel didn't want that. They wanted Saul. They wanted to be like other nations. So they prayed, they asked for a king, didn't, right? God said, you're not satisfied with me? No, we don't want you as our government. We want a man. So they went from the theocracy, listen, to a monarchy. The monarchy is when one man rules. 
The monarchy didn't work. We had kings of uh, Israel that folded up. Are y'all with me? And then God under the divinity covenant of 2 Samuel 7, 13 said, uh, a son of David, a son of Abraham, will sit on the throne forever. Talking about Jesus. Are y'all with me? So you move from the theocracy to the monarchy, from the monarchy to a democracy. That's what Rome is. Senators, congressmen, a Caesar, which permeates the world, the world's democratic system. But democracy is going to fail. It's failing now. Guess what follows democracy? Anarchy. We are living in a dangerous time. Mm. So Jeremiah moves from the comparison of our strength and our struggle to the confrontation of God motivating us to be still. Be still. Be still in your philosophical view. God places the emphasis on himself. Am I able? Yes, Lord. Mm. That, that is. So they go through this conversation and then God puts out the long, uh, the long reaching ramifications here in this context, and I want you to see this because in verse 8, like a lion, Jeremiah, our people is ferocious. Verse 9, like a speckled vulture, God's people speckled with, Lord have mercy, the uh, yeah, uh, the elements of the world. And then God says, amen, as we close in verse 12, here's the final conclusion. The final conclusion is the sword of the Lord becomes our strength. It's the stillness in the storm. And if you know anything about a storm, it's not always easy to be still in the storm. Can I get a witness? It's not always easy to sleep and slumber when all hell is breaking out. It's not easy when your children or marriage or money's in trouble and the doctor has found something you didn't want him to find. It's not easy to be still. But God says, I dare you to show some stillness. And I'm going to give you a comparison, and I'm going to give you a confrontation, and I'm going to give you a conclusion. Yeah, 
about stillness. So Jesus <laughs> said, if, comparison, you have the faith of a size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved to yonder place. Didn't he say that? That means every time a problem come in, you got to work up your faith to a size of the smallest seed known to man. And God said, I'll move the problem. Do I have a witness? You, you, you got you to understand what Jesus was talking about. And child of God, when Jesus got on the boat at 3 o'clock in the morning and went to sleep, and the Bible says a storm rose up. Didn't it rise up? Uh, go to Mark 5 when you get home. The storm rose up. Can I get a witness? And the boat was being thrown. His is living everywhere. And the disciples said, Lord, don't you care? We're about to perish. And they woke him up. Jesus stood up in the boat, in the storm, and started speaking. He said, oh, ye of little faith. I wish I had a witness up in there. Did not I tell you that we were going to the other side? Did not I tell you that we were going to hit shores on the other side? I never told you there wouldn't be a storm. I never told you there would never be problems. I never told you you would want to throw the towel in. I never told you you want to get out. But what I told you was we going to the other side. And when the Lord says something, you got to take him at his word. If the Lord said it, that ends it. And I believe it. Then Jesus did something. He moved from the comparative to the confrontational to the conclusion. And he said, let me speak stillness to this storm. Storm, let me tell you what I want. Peace. And then he said, now let me give the command, be still. Didn't the Lord say that? Yeah. And the Bible says the storm came to an immediate cease because he is the Lord of the storm. Every time we get in trouble, he's walking on water. Every time the, war, the waters are beating up against the side of our minds, the Lord is right there. Can I get a witness? He went the opposite way of Bethany. I'm trying to get something to you today. And they said, Lord, they said, leave the master alone. Lazarus, your best friend, has died. And Jesus turned around and looked at the disciples and said, I'm glad for your sake that I was not there to the intent that you might Believe. Do I have a witness? Don't you know God going to usher things in your life? 
to help your faith flourish. God gonna let all hell break out so you can believe him in spite of what you feel, in spite of what you see, in spite of where you've been. Can I get a witness? And the Lord said, let's go to Bethany and listen to this. Let's get him up. Can I get a witness? Child of God, we need to learn stillness in the storm. I don't do good with stillness all the time. Can I be honest with you? Uh, uh, sometimes my storms cause me to fuss more. Sometimes my storm causes me to feel sorry for myself. Sometimes my storm causes me to want to walk out. But the Lord said, hold on. Help is on the way. Can I get a witness? You're always looking to the future. He may not come. Yeah, when you want him. But he's right on time. He is an on-time God. Can I get a witness? Uh, thank you, Jesus. Think about the prayers your parents prayed. Think about the prayers your grandparents prayed. That knucklehead is out there getting high. But Lord, wake him up. That alcoholic keeps drinking. But Lord, get him up. They're hard-headed. They know everything. They're messed up, but they just kept on praying. That's why the songwriter said, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me, and I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. Didn't they pray? They prayed you out of hell. They prayed you out of hurt. They prayed you out of harm. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Say yeah. God wants us to be still. In the storm, be still and know that I'm God. Be still, help us on the way. Be still, shout my praises. Be still, walk in confidence, walk in courage. Just be still. The storm is passing over. Can I get a witness? He didn't bring me this far to leave me now. Do I have a witness? He's worthy. 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 To be praised. Comparison confrontative conclusion conditional clauses God's got your back he's bringing you out he's going to put you in a safe place on a rock to stay forgetting those things that are behind
We keep reaching for those things that are before us. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed, if you need Christ in your life, you want Christ in your life, he died for your sins, was buried and rose again to bless people. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Come on up front. Come on, raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus. Jesus died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Son of God, God the Son, I, I'm begging you to come on up and, get, and give your life to Christ. Is there one? Is there one? The rest of the congregation, you too. Give your life to Christ. The Lord is able. Anybody? Step out on faith. Lord Jesus, I want to be saved. I want to know that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want to know I'm on my way to glory. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Father, bless the food that has been prepared for our visitors and our discipleship people staff thank you for this momentous occasion teach us stillness in the storm to be still and to know that you're God thank you for the comparisons thank you for the confrontations thank you for the conclusions we are more than conquerors through him who loved us in Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, just be still. We love you. We see you Wednesday at church meeting, 645. God bless you. Jesus, Jesus. Love you, man. Love you, man. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you guys. Great job.